WWE Setting the Stage is a podcast for WWE fans where I recap events, break down storylines and angles, and make predictions about where those storylines and angles are headed. Whether you're just getting into wrestling or a WWE fanatic like me, this show is for you. I will see you ringside. Hello and welcome back as we continue the road to WrestleMania. Less than 50 days, if you can believe that. Uh, We still have a couple of events including the one tonight, uh, Elimination Chamber. And once again, I am cutting it close with my preview show. Uh, you know, I got a, I used to do them the Saturday, which would have obviously been yesterday at the time of this recording, but it seems like the last couple months, well, pretty much my, uh, my theme in 2021 is I do it Sunday with a few hours to, spre- uh, to, uh, to, to spare. So... Anyway, but I am still getting it in uh, before the event, and obviously this episode should be released before the event. You might just have to be cutting it close and listening to it uh, before the uh, before the pre-show tonight. So, before we get into the preview show, uh, as always, I'd like to do a little housekeeping, a little, uh, little admin stuff. Um, once again, if you want to join our Facebook group... Uh, set it, uh, go to, uh, go to the search in Facebook, type in setting the stage, same as the name of the podcast, and you should find it. It's a private group, but it's a public search. Um, and like I said, come on and join you. You can answer some questions that I've asked to join, but they are not required for you to join. Um, but like I said, it just helps me get to know my audience a little bit better and maybe to get some, you know, stem some conversations, uh, start some conversations and stuff. Um, I will say this, I have decided that um, eventually, it's probably going to be pretty soon, um, I'm, go- I'm also going to be launching a fan page, you know, the type of page on Facebook where you can just like it, you don't have to join a group or anything, you can just like the page and I'll start posting things, uh, stuff like that, so uh, you, if you're already a listener, you can tell your friends, family, whatever, if you want to listen to the podcast, I will be posting on there when I'm releasing episodes, if you are not a regular subscriber and you just are checking out the podcast or something. Um, and that'll be where I'll probably post news too, even though I do that on the group too. But like I said, if you, if you're not into joining a group and you just want to like a page and stuff, I'll be starting that soon. So I'll let you know when that officially comes up. Um, it probably be probably by the recap show of elimination chamber, uh, which will probably be, like I said, within the next week, I will probably have it up and going and I'll probably, officially notify you via that episode so uh just be uh stay tuned for that um also plug my email um it is if i'm not mistaken correctly i'll put it in the show notes too for those of y'all that read the show notes that i put on the podcast but it is i believe it is setting the stage podcast at gmail.com setting the stage podcast all one word no spaces no anything special like that just all one word setting the stage podcast at gmail.com. And I have an exciting news. We actually received an email, uh, which I'll get to in a few minutes. Um, it's a, uh, it's not a long email, but it, but the reason I'm not going to get to it right now is because actually the questions that this person asked, um, actually ties in a little to what I'm going to talk about in this episode, because it actually kind of ties into the next few, next couple of months heading into WrestleMania, uh, as far as where these questions stem from, at least in my opinion. So, um, but let's, uh, 
Actually, I, I actually want to change my mind. I'm actually going to get to the email right now. Uh, the email comes from Nehemiah. Nehemiah, I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, please let me know if you ever want to email me back. Tell me which which pronunciation was correct. I'm I, like I said, I sometimes I'm bad about pronouncing names, but I believe it's I want to say it's Nehemiah, but it might be Nehemiah. But anyway, if I pronounce it wrong, I, I apologize. Uh, Anyway, Nehemiah writes, um, they're from Las Vegas, Nevada, and they want to know, do I think that Sasha Banks will ever have the champion, will have the championship for a very long time? And also, do they think Asuka will have a match with Sasha and and with Sasha losing? Uh, Because as you know, Sasha and Asuka did have a match back at Survivor Series, and Sasha actually won that match. So I'm guessing this fan wants to know, or this listener wants to know, if Sasha and Asuka will ever have a rematch where Sasha could actually lose to Asuka. And I'll address that soon, too. Um, And he also asked, do, do you think that Drew will ever lose the title? And who should beat Drew for the title and or come back and beat him for the title. Um, and like I said, that's a loaded question, and, and it's a very good question. All these are very good questions. Um, and like I said, I think it ties into what's going to happen in the next couple months. So uh, I will be referencing this email back and forth as uh, as I go through my preview show. So Nehemiah, Nehemiah, I, I, I don't know which pronunciation is correct. Uh, please let me know if you ever email me back. I'd like to pronounce your name right, obviously. So uh, um, please let me know which pronunciation was right. But like I said, very good email, very good questions. And like I said, I'm going to address them here in, in the preview show. So let's get right to it. So I'm going to sort of touch on a little bit on the raw and the SmackDown go home shows for elimination chamber and sort of say how they tie into the matches. So let's, let's actually go down the list of matches. So, um, I'm going to touch on the matches, the single matches or the, or the, you know, the matches that only involve a couple superstars rather than the Elimination Chambers. I'll touch on the ch- Elimination Chamber matches last. So, let's talk about the first match that comes up here on my list. And it's Bobby Lashley defending the United States Championship against Keith Lee and Riddle. Now, they say this match actually is a little questionable. Because right now... And, and I don't know if you guys, on top of watching Raw and SmackDown, do you watch actually the shows that, if you have a WWE Network subscription, do you actually watch the Raw Talk and Talking Smack shows after those shows? Now, I know that Talking Smack usually doesn't come out until the morning after, the, the Saturday after the SmackDown episode. But sometimes, i, I got to be honest with you, even though those shows are like, you know, like 20 minutes long max, I think, um, some of the interviews that... Charlie Caruso obviously has on Raw Talk, and uh, oh, what's her name? Kayla Braxton has on Smart Talking Smack. Some of those interviews that they have with uh, superstars or whoever uh, can be sometimes very revealing to some of the storylines going on. So hopefully, maybe you guys are catching those shows, not necessarily right after the um, show if you can't, because I know Raw for some of us goes off really late at night. Uh, so, but like I said, they're on demand, you know, on the network the next day. So check them out sometimes. Cause sometimes those, uh, those interviews are very telling into upcoming, uh, um, upcoming storylines. Uh, not always, but sometimes. So, but anyway, uh, back to my point, um, MVP and Bobby Lashley, I believe were on raw talk. Uh, I believe it was, yeah, I believe it was this week after raw. 
Um, and they were saying something was going on with Keith Lee. Now I know, uh, Keith Lee just announced his engagement to, uh, his, his wife who's, uh, or his fiance, I should say, who's also a wrestler. And I forget her name off the top of my head. I think it's Maya Yim was her first name. And I, and I know she's the, she's the female wrestler that's in retribution, I believe. Uh, but anyway, so, but there's something, I, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if, if Keith Lee has had an injury or something, I'm trying to find headlines on that. If you, if you're listening to the podcast and you can tell me what's going on there, let me know. Um, but for some reason they're saying something about Bobby, uh, not Bobby Lashley, Keith Lee having something nursing injuries. That's what MVP was saying. Now, like I said, it could be all part of the storyline. Maybe so. Maybe Keith Lee is actually going to show up tonight on Elimination Chamber and, you know, it was just MVP's way of hyping the match and hyping Bobby Lashley, but we'll see. Um, I th- I'm getting the indication that nobody wants to see another, at least right now, another match between Bobby Lashley and Riddle. So I'm hoping that triple threat happens. And it's really hard for me to pick a winner right now because I think, obviously, if Keith Lee was in this match, I would like to pick him. I would like him to pick the United States Championship. Uh, I would like to see him win it. Um, but if it's just a Bobby Lashley versus Riddle... I'm sorry, I just don't think Riddle's the one that's going to go over on Bobby Lashley. Uh, I, I don't think Riddle's ready for that yet. I don't think he's he's getting. I don't think his push is strong enough yet. I think I think Riddle's a good wrestler, um, but I don't think they're. I don't think his push has quite uh, peaked. I guess or whatever. So I, I know that's hard to explain. But anyway, but I I would definitely like to see Keith Lee get his first title, um, because he's a big you know striking force, which is. Uh, which is usually liked in the WWE. I mean, not always, but usually. And I feel like right now it would be realistic if Keith Lee uh, defeated Bobby Lashley. However, you know, I will say this, and I think there's some other wrestling podcasters, uh, and I believe even Silver from Silver's Wrestling Rants you, uh, said this as well, that it, it, it didn't look good a, few we- a couple weeks ago when... Bobby Lashley sort of dominated Keith Lee. It didn't. It didn't look really good, and I, w- I would tend to agree. I would think. Um, I would think Keith Lee would at least have been um, evenly matched with Bobby Lashley. Like, yeah, I understand they're trying to make Bobby Lashley look big and tough, and he is. You know, obviously, I mean, I, I would be silly to say that Bobby Lashley isn't a tough physical specimen, but at the same time, I feel like you know. Keith Lee is kind of on that level as well as far as physical appearance. Now, I mean, they could play the whole, you know, experience angle that Lashley has, uh, you know, some experience over uh, Keith Lee in the, in the you know, wrestling business, I guess I should say. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what angle they're trying to play here. So, so we'll see. I, I, right now I'm going to say just because it's, uh, it's kind of unknown, some of the factors are unknown tonight, I'm going to say Bobby Lashley goes ahead and retains the championship and to be honest with you, honestly, that's going to make sense anyway, because I think Bobby Lashley is going to go into WrestleMania with the United States Championship as the heel or bad guy, and we'll see somebody maybe emerge as a new United States Champion, maybe at Mania. So we'll see. Um, but that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say right now, Bobby Lashley retains. Um, now, this one kind of came out of nowhere, and, it, and it, I, I guess... Somebody uh, refresh my memory here, but now nothing against the team. I I absolutely am 
a big fan of Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. In fact, I really hope they have a match at WrestleMania. That match will be very good if that happens. Um, but where did this tag team title match come from? Um, did they earn that tag team title match? Now, and the reason I say this is because, uh, now I know Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair versus the other tag team, Naomi and Lana, um, who actually, based on my recollection, should be the true number one contenders, because didn't they have a match where they earned the number one contendership a few weeks ago on Raw? Uh, I believe I'm right about that. If I'm not, let me know in the group, if you're in the group, uh, if you want to send me an email and tell me about it. But I believe Lana and Naomi actually officially uh, earned a number one contenders match for the for the tag team titles. Um, where Sasha and Bianca did not. And it just seems like right now they've just thrown Sasha and Bianca together. I don't know if it's to enhance their possible WrestleMania matchup that's going to happen. Um, like I said, not complaining about the tag team. I, I, I like them as a tag team. I think they're, and like I said, I'm fans of both ladies. But um, I just want to know where the tag team title uh tag team title shot came from I, it, it it sort of came out of nowhere like uh it was like announced after a commercial break on smackdown it was weird um but anyway so i'm gonna still say that uh naya even after all that i'm still gonna say naya and Shayna retain the tag team championships because i think something's gonna happen um well where while sasha and bianca seem to have a healthy respect for one another um, if they do plan on meeting, uh, at, at, uh, WrestleMania, you know, something's going to happen to where, you know, obviously the title, the title itself is going to get in the way of their, either their respect or their friendship. So we'll, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens there, but I just feel like this match came out of nowhere. Now, granted, I think it'll be a very good match. Um, but I just, uh, I, I don't know. I just, it's weird. They didn't even... I mean, they didn't even have a number one contenders match, whereas Naomi and Lana did. And I don't know, maybe Lana and Naomi are going to get their title shot down the road. We'll see. But it just seems like that was all like pushed under the rug for a little while or something. I'm not sure. But, you know, tell me about it in the group. Tell me about it on email, what you think. Um, obviously, no disrespect to Naomi and, and Lana, but obviously Sasha and Bianca would be the bigger draw. I, I, I'm not going to pretend like I don't know that, but... I just, you know, it's just kind of funny, like, how things just kind of get forgotten sometimes. It's weird. Anyway, so my official pick for that match is Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Um, so the other, so the other, only other singles match is going to be Roman Reigns meeting the winner of the, of the, uh, Elimination Chamber match. So let me get into the Chamber matches, because I think each, and the reason I like these Chamber matches is because, I think each superstar tells like their own story in the matchup. That's one of the reasons I do like the Elimination Chamber match is because, yeah, it seems like either in an Elimination Chamber they're fighting for a title or they're fighting for a number one contendership, but it seems like almost every superstar in that matchup has something going on, you know? So, so let me go over the, um, since Roman Reigns is going to be meeting the winner of the one from SmackDown, let me go over the SmackDown one first. So... So it's Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and Daniel Bryan in the in the Universal 
championship number one contender match. Now, what I think is funny here is, um, is, is just the, the different possibilities. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to have time to go through them all, so I'll just touch on each one of them. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about Jey Uso first. All right. So I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. And again, this is where it's important to watch Talking Smack. Um, Jey Uso came onto Talking Smack, uh, on Saturday, Friday night, Saturday morning, whatever you want to call it. And he cut a very interesting promo, uh, with Paul Heyman sitting there. And I haven't put my finger on what's going on there, but uh, there's a story there between Jay and, and Paul that maybe Roman isn't aware of. I don't know. And I've heard rumors. I've heard rumors that Paul's either going to either going to turn on Roman or Roman's going to turn on Paul or something's going to happen like that. And I can't help that that creeped into my mind when I saw that promo by Jay Uso is, and it, it just raises so many questions. Is Paul Heyman ultimately going to side with Jay Uso? Is he going to, what's going to happen? I could see, I could say Jay Uso winning that match and going on to meet Roman and maybe Paul Heyman screwing over Roman or something. I could see that happening. Now, I don't know if I don't know if the elimination chamber is really the right pay-per-view to do that, but who knows? It could be the only opportunity. Um and then it could be that Jey Uso is just in the elimination chamber to, you know, soften up some of the other superstars to help Roman win his match later on in the night. I mean, it could be something as simple as that or it could be something more complex like what I just explained. It could be like all a ruse, and maybe Jey Uso hasn't really been in cohorts with uh, Roman Reigns all this time, and he's just been buying his time until he gets a shot at Roman. We'll see. Now, could I see Jey, unfortunately, no disrespect to Jey, could I see Jey winning the Universal title at, at, at uh, Elimination Chamber so close to WrestleMania? Eh, I don't know. I, it really is... I mean, I'm not sure really sometimes where WWE is going with certain things, especially during the pandemic the last year and all that stuff. But also I think that's a good thing. I think it's good that sometimes we can't predict what's going on. I, I kind of like that. I kind of like the unknown where they could throw us a curveball, and you don't see something coming, you know? Um, so in a way I think that's kind of refreshing. I think that's kind of good, but in a way, I don't know. I just don't see, that's the only thing about it is I just don't see that big of a magnitude of where now I could see Jay coming in and maybe doing a run in during Roman's match of whoever he meets from the chamber and, and costing Roman the match there. Uh, that actually to me would be more believable, but as far as Jay being the person that challenges Roman for the title, eh, I don't know if I see it. If he does good for him. Great. I, I, I'm not going to shun it. I'm not going to you know, I'm not going to, you know, turn my nose up at it. I, I think it'd be great. It'd be a great story since it's kind of like a family personal thing going on. And you know how I like storylines to be personal and like them to mean something. So I definitely wouldn't, you know, turn it, turn my nose up at it, but I, I don't know that it's going to happen. Um, Kevin Owens, I really don't have to get into a lot of exp, uh, explanation to that. I mean, he's, I mean, Roman and Kevin have had a history the last few months. Uh, so I could honestly see that match happening. Um, but if they do make Kevin be the one to meet Roman for the title, 
I mean, don't they have to let Kevin finally beat Roman for the title? So that's one of the reasons why that's not my top pick is because, I mean, why are you going to have Kevin go through a whole, you know, elimination chamber like this? And then he goes and meets Roman for what, the fifth time and still loses? I, I, I don't know. I just don't see it. Uh, but like I said, I still think it would be an entertaining match. I'm, I'm a Kevin Owens fan, but I just don't, I just don't know how, what, what's more there in the storyline. I just, I don't know. I just think it would be a repeat and people would probably say, even though even fans that are of Kevin Owens would probably say, Oh man, not again. He's going to lose to, he's going to lose to Roman again. Um, Cesaro, he's kind of a dark horse. I, you know, it would be kind of interesting to see him win. I, I've always been a fan of his too, but he just, you know, he just hasn't gotten that push. Um, he would be kind of one of my dark horse winners, uh, where he just, you know, he just goes in there and everybody says, oh, Cesaro, okay, he's in the match and everything. And then all of a sudden he wins and it's a big shocker. And then he goes on to meet Roman and he and Roman have a great match with Roman still retaining. I don't think Roman would lose to Cesaro, but I think it would be get a chance for uh, Cesaro to see a little bit more exposure and show that he can be a main eventer. Because um, I, I think Cesaro, you know, he... I, th- I just feel like the guy needs a shot, you know, I just, I, yeah, he, you know, he's not really, he's not really a strong promo guy. He's not, I mean, but he's a great, you know, he's a great wrestling talent and everything, but I, I don't know, but Cesaro would be my dark horse. He would be the one that I would say would come out of nowhere and win. Um, pretty strong dark horse. Daniel Bryan. Um, yeah, I, I've, Daniel Bryan would obviously be a believable, uh, match to me too. Um, I could honestly see Daniel Bryan. I, I honestly thought now I personally thought Big E was going to be win the men's rumble, but my backup pick was going to be Daniel Bryan. Um, I, you know, I was still sticking with my Big E one, but if Big E got eliminated, I was going to say, okay, well, Daniel Bryan's going to win the Royal Rumble and he never did. So, and he's been teasing a, he's been sort of teasing a storyline with Roman. Like he's been talking to Paul Heyman on the talking smack once again and talking about how he wants a shot at Roman and, all that stuff. And he's been talking about that for a couple months now. So does it finally come be, does it finally come into fruition? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, King Corbin and Sami Zayn. Now, the reason I saved these two picks for last is I had an interesting thing that I thought about. Now this could totally be totally off base and everything now. And, and it goes, I'm going to sort of combine it with another thing that happened. So Roman and edge have had these going back and forths, right? And I, (laughs) I edge is so unpredictable and everybody knows he's unpredictable. Nobody knew. I mean, I guess people had their hunches, but you know how edge has been famous. And I think Chris Jericho is another one like this. I I know Chris Jericho is no longer in WWE, but Chris Jericho was another one that was famous for doing this where, you know, they would pop it. They would, they would purposely, you know, uh, I don't want to say lie to fans, but they would pot, they would they would try to draw fans off from what they were actually trying to do. Like what was it? Uh, a couple months, uh, a couple years ago, I think Jericho was asked bluntly by a fan on Twitter or something like that if he was going to be somewhere, and they said, "Oh no, I'm somewhere else." And then he ended up debuting, or he ended up returning on that night. So, and Edge has done the same thing. And, and, and I'm, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm mad about it. I think it's actually good strategy. I think it, you know, sometimes you want things to stay. I, I personally like surprises in wrestling. I don't, I, I kind of am bummed if I know that the person is going to show up 
and and then they show up and I'm just like eh, I'm not as excited which is which is the one of the reasons I don't like the you know I, I could go off on a tangent but I'm only going to say a little bit about this this is one of the reasons I do normally like wrestling dirt sheets because I do like to get perspectives and stuff but the one thing that I do not like about wrestling dirt sheets is sometimes they do spoil things um, whether it's indirectly or directly um, they spoil things for you and that's the one thing I don't like. Like they try to get the breaking news. They try to, you know what? I don't want the breaking news. If, if edge is going to show up tonight and I have no idea that he's going to show up, guess what? I don't want you to inform me that he's going to show up. I want to be surprised when his music hits. And I want to, you know, I don't want to have this inclination that, Oh, you know what? This wrestling site, you know, said that he was going to do it. It said that he was going to show up and then sure enough, it, it just takes it away from it. But I will say I normally like wrestling dirt sheets just because I like to read stories and I like to kind of develop my own perspective or something, but I just don't like the spoilers sometimes. I don't like them sometimes. Anyway, off on that tangent. So, the reason I saved King Corbin and Sami Zayn as last is Sami Zayn obviously has this story where everybody's screwing him over. It's a, it's a conspiracy, right? It's a conspiracy to get him out of matches and you know, or get him out of title shots and stuff. And then King Corbin, he, I mean, does King Corbin really have a purpose right now? I mean, does he, besides annoying the crap out of people, I mean, I, and I'm, and I'm not going to lie. I, I don't dislike Corbin, the wrestler. I just don't like what they're doing with him. Like, and, and maybe I, I, I want to give WWE the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they just don't have something strong for King Corbin or, or Baron. I wish he would really go back to Baron Corbin. I mean, what's the point of you being King Corbin when you won the King of the Ring tournament two years ago, almost two years ago, you won that tournament. And guess what? You've never done really anything with your crown. I mean, you're just a wrestler that goes out there and nothing really happens. So, I mean, I mean, it's not like you're a, it's not like you're a, you know, it's not like it's the crown has brought you any significant, you know, pushes or anything. That's all I'm saying. Uh, now, granted, I do like the King of the Ring tournament. I do, but I don't know. This one has kind of been, eh, I don't know. Uh, it, it hasn't produced a great result. But anyway, I'll, I'll get to my point. So I had this off the wall thinking that, uh, and this ties into where Edge and Roman had their uh, had their little face off on Friday night. And, you know, Roman whispered something to Edge, and we still don't know what it was that he whispered to him or anything like that. Um, but Edge always is the, what is he called? He's the ultimate opportunist, right? So I could see him, and this would only work if Sami Zayn or King Corbin would be one or both or one of the four wrestlers that was in the chambers, not the two wrestlers that are starting out in the chamber. You know what I mean? Like they wouldn't be, he wouldn't be the one, they wouldn't be the ones that were starting out the match. Okay. So it would have to be King Corbin and, and, or Sami Zayn being locked in a chamber to start the match. I could see edge actually entering himself into the elimination chamber. But as I, as you know, Edge is a very smart competitor. So obviously he wouldn't do that if Sami Zayn or King Corbin were starting the match. You see what I'm saying? So what he would do is like he would probably wait till that fourth person, because obviously there's six people in a elimination chamber match, and that fourth person that comes down to be locked in a chamber, um, whether and it ha I would think it would have to be Sami Zayn or King Corbin, he would actually attack them and take their spot in the match. 
And then he would win the chamber and he would go on to meet Roman Reigns. Now, obviously that would sort of change the WrestleMania moment a, a little bit, I guess. But I, I just had a little out of the box thinking that maybe that could happen. I don't know. I mean, it would certainly be a, a plot twister. And it would certainly be something I think fans would be intrigued about, I think. Um, because obviously it would play well into Edge's character. Edge would always try to get the upper hand. Whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, he's the ultimate opportunist. So I could see him doing that, where he could get a shot at Roman uh, in Elimination Chamber and he not want to wait till Mania. And possibly... And it would still, and I guess it would just reverse the thinking, I guess. Because, you know, obviously we think if Edge is going to pick Roman to meet at WrestleMania, you know, now generally I am a fan of the good guy chasing the bad guy into Mania. So if Edge caught Roman by surprise and he beat and he beat Roman for the Universal title, and now Roman is chasing Edge into WrestleMania, because, you know, obviously Roman would be entitled to his rematch. And I'm sure he would take it at Mania. He wouldn't take it at Fastlane. You know what I'm saying? So, it could still work, I think. It could work. Um, just a little just a little out-of-the-box thinking, um, you know, to make Elimination Chamber a little bit more intriguing than it already is. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know if you guys agree with me on that. Send me an email on that. Go in the group. Talk to me about that. When I get the fan page up there, you can probably make comments like that on it, maybe. Uh, sorry it took so long for me to you know, get to that point, but I kind of had to set it up a little bit. So, but I will go ahead and say right now without the edge factor. Now, if edge obviously enters in the thing, I'm picking him to win the chamber and then I'm picking him uh, to go and beat Roman. And then it changes the, the WrestleMania dynamic, but let's say edge doesn't enter the uh, championship and he just does what he says he originally was going to do. And he was going to pick his opponent after mania. I'm going to say that Oh man, this is tough because like I see, I can see a different storyline. So I'm going to pick, I'm just going to pick one. I think that Daniel Bryan right now is going to win the chamber and go on to meet Roman. I'll, I'll go ahead and go out on a limb and I'll say Daniel Bryan will beat, uh, win the chamber and go on to meet Roman. And I think he'll still lose to Roman. Um, that's going to be my pick. Um, that seems like when I think about it, it's kind of a more boring pick. Um, but like I said, regardless of who he meets other than Jey Uso, Jey Uso could still interfere and still cost Roman the match. But I'm going to say that right now, I'm going to, I'm going to call this my boring pick is right now I'll pick Daniel Bryan and I'll say Roman still beats Daniel Bryan. Uh, but I think something weird's going to happen and maybe Daniel Bryan and Roman get to fight again at Fastlane too, or something like that or whatever. Um, I would pick Kevin Owens again, because I think they can keep that story going since it's so personal, but I'll be honest with you. I'm tired of seeing that matchup and Roman just winning all the matchups. Like I don't, I, I don't like that kind of rivalry where there's one guy and he just wins all the matches and it's really not a rivalry. It's just, it's just the same two guys fighting in the same result. So I'm going to pick a different, that's the only reason I'm going to go with a different opponent is because I want to see a different opponent if Roman's just going to retain and meet Edge at uh, WrestleMania. All right, so so the last uh, Elimination Chamber, the, the WWE title, um, this is where I think interesting, 
you know, they had to change, they had to change this match a little bit. And obviously Sheamus will be the last one to come out of his chamber to be in the match, which I think is obviously significant. Um, Kofi Kingston wasn't originally in the match. He, Miz took himself out of the match, um, and he wanted to put John Morrison in there. And I think that's just because Miz is trying to preserve his, you know, spot as the Money in the Bank winner. And he wanted to have John Morrison in there just in case it gives him a bigger shot to get one of the titles in their camp and everything. But, of course, Kofi Kingston changed that because he he reminded, you know, Adam Pearce, hey, I'm a former WWE champion and I thought this was just for former WWE champions. This wasn't for, you know, obviously the Miz would have qualified for it because he's a former WWE champion. But for the Miz to try to put John Morrison in there, who's never been WWE champion, uh, that's wrong. So Kofi Kingston fought the Miz and got his spot. Um, let's see. Each, I don't think AJ Styles is going to win because I, I'll be honest. I, I don't know if there's a story there. I, it's no disrespect to AJ Styles. I think he's one of the best wrestlers out there. Um, I just don't think there's a story right there right now. Uh, Jeff Hardy, unfortunately, I don't think Jeff Hardy is going to win. Is as big a fan of I, as I am as as I have ever been of Jeff Hardy. Um, I don't think he's winning this match. Randy Orton, I think he's he's distracted by the Fiend, and I think it's apparent because obviously you saw the thing with Alexa uh, and all the stuff going on with the Fiend. So I don't think Randy's winning. Um, Kofi Kingston, I don't think he's winning again either. Um, so I think it's actually going to be what I think Seamus talked about, I believe on raw talk is, you know, he's upset that he didn't get a one-on-one match with drew like he wanted. And like he was promised by drew. And I think drew was pushing for that, obviously. And I think now Roman, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if, uh, Seamus will pin drew. Obviously that'll make the story more personal if he does, but I think Sheamus actually will win this chamber and he will win the WWE title. And I think, uh, I think Sheamus will chase, uh, or I think Drew will chase Sheamus into, uh, into, uh, into mania. And I think that'll make a good storyline because there's a personal thing there. I know a lot of people aren't a big fan. I know that I've read some things where people aren't a fan of the Sheamus Drew McIntyre rivalry or story. I kind of am. I think there's a personal element there because they talk about their, you know, real life friendship and, you know, obviously it's being embellished because of storylines and wrestling, but I believe there's a personal element there. So I think that that storyline could work, you know? So, um, so let me go ahead and read this email because I know I've touched on a lot of things. So the email, uh, so, so let me touch on some things that I talked about in this email from Nehemiah, Nehemiah. Uh, like I said, I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. Um, the one thing that they asked me, like I said, the, the thing they asked me about Sasha and Asuka about the rematch. Now there, there was one thing I was saying now, as you know, a, a quick reminder, originally Asuka and Lacey Evans were supposed to meet for the raw women's championship this tonight. And now that's been called off because Lacey Evans is legitimately pregnant again with her, uh, her second child. Now, of course, they, I don't know if they're going to try to make it into a storyline, you know, with Ric Flair being the father, you know, to mess with Charlotte Flair. I don't know. But as of right now, that, that gives Asuka no match tonight on, uh, on Elimination Chamber, as far as we know. Now, what Nehemiah's questions triggered me to think, and I think I, I answered it in the email back to them, was I thought the, the other thing they could do at WrestleMania, and it would be a little hard to pull off because... 
there just isn't that kind of story that there was back then. But you remember the match where Becky Lynch took on both the Raw and, and SmackDown Women's Championships a couple of years ago, and they were really trying to give uh, uh, Becky the, that push. Now, I don't know if they're quite trying to give Bianca Belair that kind of push, but I said it certainly could be possible... And this would be this would be how Asuka and Sasha could meet in the ring again, but just be in a triple threat. Uh, it got me thinking about that. That maybe they have a winner take all match, and uh, so that way Asuka can have a formidable opponent at WrestleMania. Because I'm not sure what they're going to do with the Raw uh, Championship now, unless they're just going to make a Charlotte versus Asuka again. Which I'm not going to lie, they're good matches, but they're getting old, you know, because Charlotte and Asuka have met, you know, many times. So it would bring another different dynamic to it, but I don't know if that's what's going to happen. But I think the same result happens whether Bianca chooses Asuka or Sasha. Um, I think Bianca becomes champion. So, but Nehemiah's question uh, triggered me to think, well, maybe they could do that again. Maybe they could have Asuka and Sasha be in the same match at WrestleMania and one could pin the other or Bianca could pin one of them and win a championship. So that, that indirectly made me think of that scenario for Mania. Um, so I obviously I answered, the, I answered their question about Drew. I think Sheamus is going to take the title from Drew, uh, at least early on, at least through Mania. Now, if Drew, retains the, if Drew wins back the title at Mania from Sheamus, I'm not sure who would take the title off of Drew. Um, I did, I did say, uh, to Nehemiah that it could be, you know, don't forget about the Miz and his money in the bank. I mean, he's still got, he's still got the money in the bank and we, we really don't know at this point who, which champion he's going to choose. Um, I think they're trying to play it like he's going to pick Drew, but he could easily pick Roman. I mean, he could pick Roman tonight. Roman could get beat up in the match tonight, and he could pick Roman tonight. We do not know. I, I, I do like this Money in the Bank story because we really don't know who The Miz is going after. Um, and I think that's what makes... I think that's what makes The Miz's character good, too. He's kind of like... He's kind of like Edge. And I believe there was... I, I, I know if y'all... I'm going to go off a little bit here. You remember the interaction between Edge and Miz a couple weeks ago? where Edge was telling Miz that, hey, you know, I got a plan, but I'm not going to tell you my plan, but you're being silly by telling me your plan. And I think that would, that conversation happened for a reason. I think that opened up Miz's uh, eyes a little bit and said, hey, you know what? I am telling everybody my plan. What the heck am I doing? You know what I'm saying? So I think that was a significant talk between Edge and the Miz, and that's going to go a long way going forward. So... We'll see. So anyway, uh, uh, Nehemiah, I hope I answered all your questions. Uh, like I said, I did respond back to you personally and touched on a few things. So hopefully you liked my responses. If not, you know, email me back. We'll talk about some more stuff. Uh, but I also want to give Nehemiah, Nehemiah, like I said, I, I really want to know if I'm pronouncing your name right. Um, I want to give them credit. They are my first, they are my first email, email listener. So, uh, so I'd like to give them a shout out there that, uh, they're, this this is my first email um, email from a listener. So uh, please keep them coming. I, I love this stuff. Um, I, I love to talk to. I, I would love to talk to listeners, and I'd love to you know have awesome talks about wrestling and stuff, and different opinions and different uh, you know outlooks on stuff. So 
Um, some other things I'll just touch on really quick before I wrap this up. Um, some other things happen on Raw um, that I think are significant but may not have anything to do with tonight. Uh, so, so Bad Bunny is the new uh, 24-7 champion, and I think you know they've got a plan for him at WrestleMania, I think. And like I said, this was a guy I'd never heard of. Um, I do like his Booker T song, I'm not going to lie. It's got a pretty cool beat to it. Um, pretty cool thing. But I know... Um, I know Silver, uh, my good buddy on another wrestling podcast, he, uh, he was talking about the 24-7 title, and I, I, I kind of agree with his take on it too, but I, I believe from day one, because of the way Mick Foley kind of talked about this title since day one, um, this title was never going to be taken seriously. From day one, it was never going to be taken seriously. In fact, it's probably become exactly what it was supposed to become. And that is a title that's kind of just for entertainment purposes. It's a title for celebrities to take off, you know, with if they if they can and stuff. It's just to kind of, it's a title to kind of keep the WWE kind of mainstream, I guess I should say. Um, so it, it's comical. I, I, I'm not going to get up in arms about it because I, you know, I've never considered the 24-7 title to be a serious title. Um, I've, I've said from day one, as you guys have known, uh, it's a knockoff on the hardcore title. And obviously the hardcore, hardcore title to me is more of a legendary title. Um, am I mad about the 24 seven title? No, because I think it's serving its purpose. I think it's, I think it's exactly the title that it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be just an internet entertaining title that mixes WWE with other forms of entertainment and I think that's originally what it was put on here for. So I'm not mad about it. I think it's comical. Um, and sometimes I'm even okay with, you know, some of the things that happen. So, but uh, it, it, it is kind of funny to me. Um, so another interesting thing I heard, I saw last night, uh, or I saw on Raw this past week was Braun Strowman um, approaching Adam Pierce and wondering why he wasn't in the... Uh, in the elimination chamber. And I actually, uh, I actually had totally forgotten about Braun Strowman actually returning. It's kind of weird. He's, he's, he's returned, but it's like, he hasn't really been, you know, into anything. Now, obviously Adam Pierce gave him a pretty good answer. The reason you weren't in the elimination chamber match is you weren't a former WWE champion. Yes, you are a former universal champion, but you're not a former WWE champion, but obviously that didn't sit well with Braun and evidently Braun is calling out Shane or Shane McMahon or something, which that was another thing I couldn't, how did Shane McMahon just showed out of, out of nowhere? Um, you know, when Adam Pierce announced the elimination chamber for the WWE title. So don't know what's going on there. Could we see a match between Shane and Braun at WrestleMania? I'm not sure. I, it, it's really weird how they're setting up stuff. Um, uh, let's see. One thing, I, another thing I'll, that seemed a little insignificant, um, and this was another thing I was talking to Silver about, was heel turns. And uh, I was talking to him the difference between the heel turn on, I'll just mention it real quick, and maybe I'll touch on it in another episode, uh, NXT. Uh, I did watch the first NXT uh, uh, takeover of the year, Vengeance Day, and wow, that was a that was a good, uh, I'll just say that was a good event to come back into because some monumental stuff happened in that, uh, happened in that event. Um, and we were talking about different heel turns, but a, a heel turn we forgot to talk about that happened on Friday night was Apollo Crews. And Apollo Crews, 
I'll be honest with you, even though he's kind of like a mid-tier wrestler, I felt like that was a good heel turn. That was a really good, and, and I know he was already kind of being, uh, he was kind of being viewed as a heel with Big E for the Intercontinental title, but he took it to the next level on Friday night. And go back and watch uh, Talking Smack. He and uh, Paul Heyman had a very interesting uh, interaction on Talking Smack. I, w- I would invite you to go look at that. Um, very, very interesting. Um, I kind of, I'm not going to lie. Maybe, maybe people are going to disagree with me. I kind of, like I said, I liked the full heel turn circle of Apollo Crews. I thought that was, uh, that was pretty, uh, pretty good. Um, I know people talked about Otis, you know, turning on the Mysterios and everything. Eh, I didn't think that it was quite a significance. And the reason, only reason I think, cause I like Otis. The only reason I didn't like that was cause there's no story there. I mean, what story can you tell me is going on between Otis and, uh, Chad Gable and the Mysterios? Nothing. There's nothing going on between them right now. So that heel turn was not as significant. But there is something going on between Apollo Crews and Big E. That's why that heel turn was significant for me. And then uh, one more guy I'll touch on who also had an interesting interaction with uh, Paul Heyman on Talking Smack was Reginald. And Reginald, uh, he's a a slick little character here. Um, I'm not sure whose camp he's in now. You know, he started out as Carmella's right-hand man. Um, now he's starting to start, he's starting to feel some, uh, uh, you know, I don't know if I know Caleb Braxton called it catching feelings or whatever, or something like that, but he seems to have kind of a, he's trying to start an allegiance with Sasha. Um, he even, you know, through, uh, you know, through some compliments at Bianca, stuff like that. So I, you know, who knows? Reginald could prove to be a very interesting character in the coming months. Um, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. Maybe some people aren't really high on Reginald. I'm I'm kind of high on Reginald. I think he's uh, he could become a pretty good character, and he seems like he's got some good wrestling moves, got some high flying moves, so he could become a good wrestler down the uh, down the stretch. And the last thing I'll touch on before we go is the way that they went home with all of the participants in the uh, in the chamber matches, and even though. I, I think as far as the chamber match is concerned with the Roman Reigns and I think SmackDown won that battle as far as making the chamber match a little bit, you know, you know, putting some change into it where, you know, you'd fight in a chamber match and then you could go fight for the title later. I think SmackDown won that kind of thing. But as far as showcasing the superstars, uh, before the chamber matches, I think Raw won that because Raw had a gauntlet match between all of them to decide who was going to be the last to be to come out of the chamber. Where SmackDown just had a six-man tag, I, I, so I think Raw definitely won that. So I'll say it was tied one to one. So that's all I'm really going to say. Um, so anyway, hopefully you enjoyed this preview, uh, and as always, I hope you enjoy Elimination Chamber tonight. Uh, like I said, hopefully this, uh, hopefully this episode goes out before you guys turn on the network to watch. Um, and like I said, once, uh, once the chamber's over, as you know, I always wait until after the week after, cause I like to, uh, catch the, um, fallout episodes of Raw and SmackDown. And then once those go by, I'll, uh, I'll see you next week and I'll talk to you next week and we'll, uh, we'll discuss some of these results. So, uh, until next time, enjoy the chamber.
Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, tag in and leave me a review or share the show with someone who you think would love it. I'll see you at ringside for the next episode.